Welcome to Third Floor Views, a production of Chesapeake Family Life, where we talk about health, education, and living with kids. I'm your host, Janet Jefferson. Today, we're discussing the power of art, arts education, and art farm. And joining us is Darren Gilliam, co-owner of Art Farm, graphic designer and founder of 1953, and Allison Harbaugh, co-owner of Art Farm, photographer and filmmaker and owner and manager of Sugar Farm Productions. So thank you to both of you for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to see you again. Yes, you too. <laughs> and to our viewers, please feel free to submit any questions or comments you have in the comment section and we'll get to those as we can. All right, um, let's just get right into the conversation. Arts education, um, why, why is arts education um, important and why should we be spending time with arts? Um, and Allison, do you want to just jump right in? Sure, sure. So, um, I mean, the arts, I think, are just so important in so many ways. It's everywhere we look, you know, like I think people forget that everything that we use and we see is designed by an artist. Um, I think when people hear art, they think painting and drawing or music like mm -hmm. very kind of I don't want to say basic because they're not basic at all but the 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 foundations of art but like both Darren and I went to college for graphic design so we have a huge appreciation for um all kinds of graphic design and industrial design and architecture and interior design that's all done by artists um I think it also is great because it teaches kids to think um, freely and there's no boundaries in art. I think that you can, I mean, there's no, there's no right way to do it. Mm -hmm. So it encourages them to kind of find their thing that's inspiring them at the moment. And they can, they can use whatever tools they have around them to, to create something that mm -hmm. makes them think, to make them inspired, to send a message whatever mm -hmm. I'm not add to that at all yeah I agree I feel like arts education is important because it as to piggyback on what Allison said it gives kids and adults the chance to think differently um and to look at something in a creative way and you know to also add to that I read a quote during COVID on Twitter and it, I loved it so much it just said you know uh, if you don't appreciate the art while you're stuck at home watching your movie that was made by an artist that was produced by an artist that was written by an artist that was performed by performing artists, you know, reading your book that was written by an artist or, you know, taking up painting or bread making or these things that are really creative thinking. Um, you know, it was like, it was like, if you don't appreciate the arts now, you never will. And I really loved that because I think that we forget that you know, it, art goes so far beyond the foundational arts that we know and are accustomed to. So I, I love arts education because I feel like it opens the mind up to different ways of life and seeing and different perspectives, which is what art is supposed to do. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think art provides for kids that they can't get elsewhere? Um, and I think Darren, you know, especially with, you know, young young girls around what do you what do you feel like art brings into their lives i'm gonna say what allison said freedom 
Mm. Um, I think the one thing that is really foundational for us at Art Farm is that we want, we don't want kids to think, we don't, we want them to know that it's okay to not think like the person sitting next to you, that if you all are looking at a still life, your still lives should look different. You know, they, they should be your style. You should not all paint the same exact thing because you won't know what your individuality is. And, you know, it's many moons ago and different parts all, I mean, all over the world, different art movements have been banned. Right. And they get banned because they promote a certain type of freedom that sometimes people aren't comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And I think with kids, it's really empowering for them to feel individuality, to feel freedom, to not be chastised by their choices, right? It's not a test. It's not, when I was in art school, I always joked that we didn't have tests, right? We had like critiques Mm -hmm. and gallery walks. And it was like, are you using your composition? It wasn't saying like, oh, you painted this wrong. Uh uh And I think that kids especially need to know that there isn't always black and white in, in life, that there are many shades of gray. And in the art world, there's many shades of every color. But I think that's really the, I see that in my kids that like art really gives them like the ability to say, you know, my four-year-old will look at me and say, oh, am I painting this right? And I'll ask her, is, this, mm-hmm. is it right to you? And she's like, yeah, then it's right, you know? <laughs> Yeah, the, I, the one idea that we always go back to is process. So like, we don't expect every single class that the kids take for them to leave with something that you would hang on your wall. You know, right. it's more about the process of them learning a new material, learning about one of the foundations of art, whether it's line or texture or color or whatever. Um, and then just kind of playing and figuring out like what what this is doing like how is it changing what happens Mm -hmm. if you put two materials on top of each other like what's the message you're trying to send like I'm always telling kids like don't just draw smiley faces and write your name (laughs) you know because that's that's like how you doodle like think bigger than that and so I think that it's one of the extracurricular activities that really pushes kids outside of the box Mm -hmm. and um because so much of what they're involved in we were just talking last night with someone about, you know, gymnastics and music lessons and um, what else was it? like soccer or, yeah, you know, sports. sports, there's, there's rules and there's, there's kind of ways that you have to follow to improve. And I think in art, like it's the time that you put into it and the love that you put into it. And the more you explore and travel, like get outside your bubble, mm-hmm. the more your art will improve. Yeah. Which is interesting because in some ways art, it can be similar to sports, right? In a way that you're working with a process of perfecting a craft. And like, it's nice to get kids in that play sports. Alice and I both played sports when we were younger and they have that mentality of like, okay, practice, 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 practice. But then you just have to break that mold of like, you know, but you have a little bit more freedom within this because there's no referees and there's no, there's no fouls, score. <laughs> there's no score, there's no score. Right. So the foundational things that they learn in like sports or gymnastics or things like that are like just really kind of the same foundational things that we learn as artists, but it's just, you know, you have a little bit more freedom and individuality in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see how those are such critical pieces for and challenging things for kids to learn is being comfortable with themselves and their own 
form of individual expression, but then also, you know, learning about the process and, and being comfortable with mm -hmm. not having this perfect product all the time, but, but mm -hmm. learning along the way and growing through that. Um, so I was wondering how can art be used um, to educate or impact the world in a way that um, other forms of communication can't um, do as, as clearly or as powerfully. And I wanna use um, a recent example of your work. Um, you, Art Farm just put on um, an exhibit called One in Eight um, about breast cancer. I'd love to hear a little bit about that um, that exhibit and what your thinking was behind it and um, what message you were used or you were trying to get across in that in that show. Mm. I, I feel like, yeah, yeah, I feel like, I feel like it's um, art and like art and design, right? Like de design is basically like a, like art with function, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So art and design are so interesting because I think they're important because they can relay very significant messages without words and explanation. And a part of what we do when we do exhibits um, is that we wanna say like, how does it make you feel, right? How does it make you feel if you don't read anything on the wall, if you don't know, have any like any presumptions coming in, when you walk into the room, how does it make you feel? And I think that's the big important thing about art, right? Is like even down, we did camp and I had to step in and teach um, a couple of days for a summer camp. And one of my favorite days, we talked about color and we talked about like, if you want the person viewing your painting or your drawing, your piece of art to feel angry, what colors do you use, right? Or what's your composition look like? Or what does your layout look like? And I think that's the biggest thing where, you know, art really reflects what's going on in the world. It really reflects the times, you know, whether it's music whether it's writing, whether it's painting. And as artists, as designers, um, I think it is our job to properly reflect it and make people feel something, you know? And good art is going to make you feel something that will make you reflect upon your own life and how you move through the world. Um, you know, I always say sometimes art is beautiful, but sometimes it's not enough for art to just be beautiful. and I think it just, it, it does some, I think art and it, it does something in such a different way than anything else does is that it just, it just really pulls at you and it really can make you feel something. And some people don't feel anything, you know, some people could care less. Yeah. Um, but it's nice when art can change your heart or change your mind or make you see things a little differently or, Learn about another culture. Learn about um, a different culture. My favorite conversations that Darren and I have is when one of us go to a museum and we come back and I could talk to her for four days straight about what I saw and like, you know, the, the way they did this and the way it made me feel. And, and I think, I think that's just so, it's so special to have someone like that to bounce that off of that gets it. But I feel like more people need to explore these spaces where- yeah art is living and there's a lot of art out there to make a statement right now. Yeah. Um, and always, it's always been, art has always been um, 
there's there's all kinds of art but artists create because they're trying to to get whatever is in their head out or whatever feeling they have out and I think some of my favorite art movements were ones where like the world was not in a good place yeah. and the artists were showing it and you can kind of put yourself in someone's shoes and understand how that feels. Mm-hmm. So like um, a couple, well, at the beginning of the year, we had an idea to create a parent company for Art Farm because both Darren and I, we really like me as a photographer and filmmaker and her as a graphic designer. And we're really into like gallery curation and finding artists and like connecting with the community, um, we decided to create another LLC that will, is the parent company now of Art Farm. It's called AND Creative. It stands for Allison and Darren. <laughs> and um, that's the, that's what we've kind of been rolling out with these pop-up exhibits. Um, or that's, that's the company that's been mm-hmm. putting them on. So we've partnered now with the town center three times on three different exhibits. The last one being the breast cancer awareness one. Um, who else have we worked with? My brain just went Maryland Hall. Maryland Hall. <laughs> and we're going to work with them again in January on a really powerful exhibit. So it seems to be that we're kind of finding like our position in the area and hopefully we'll continue to kind of push it outside of Annapolis and Anne Arundel County in the future with mm-hmm. this idea of partnering with the community, partnering with nonprofits, raising money for the nonprofits. Um, getting great artists work on the walls and, and, and vendors who are artists that are making really unique items that also bring awareness and can raise money. So like the pop-up exhibit we just did for breast cancer, it was just a weekend, which is always sad to like work so hard at something and then it's down like already. It's crazy, but it was great. We partnered with, um, we, well, we, we invited the Dragon Boat Club, the Annapolis Dragon Boat Club, which are mostly made up of cancer survivors, um, breast cancer survivors Mm -hmm. and survivors offering support. That is a program through Luminous Health. And that's who's going to get the um, like 20% of the profits that we made in the pop-up that weekend. And it was great because they all came out and we celebrated them. And I took portraits of a lot. I think it was 20 women. We Mm -hmm. had them on the wall and they were all happy. It was all about joy. It Mm -hmm. wasn't about, you know, sadness and cancer it was about the, there's another side to this and there's this community that you get to be part of which nobody wants to you know at first be part of that community but at the, on the other side the 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 way that they lift each other up it's and um, support each other was really inspirational like it definitely changed me in the last month um it's I'm I'm gonna be very aware of these groups in the future and I I've said to Darren already I'm like I want to do this every year they're just it's just such a worthy cause to get behind because it, I used to be like, I don't understand breast cancer awareness. Everybody knows breast cancer. We all go get mammograms. Well, we don't, not everybody does. And it's really, really, really important to do that and stay up on your appointments and exams. Um, because that's how you prevent the bad stuff happening. So (laughs) (laughs) it was cool to be part of that. Um, and after we were done, we said, this has to kind of be our direction moving forward is like, always raising awareness or and it doesn't have to be about anything giant and big it can just be something very small like I mean well not small but like the water quality on the Severn River or something or just like being being kind to one another I mean like it's funny one of my favorite like local makers who I actually got a chance to meet at first Sunday Arts Festival is it's like the 
the group, it's like a guy, I think it's, a, I think it's two people, but they make the be kind crayons oh, yeah. that are all around town. And I love these little crayons. They're just big wooden. They just are crayons that say be kind on them. And they just posted them up and you can buy them and you can put them in your neighborhoods and stuff like that. And like, people aren't going to think about it, but that person's an artist. That person's a craftsperson. That person's a maker. And that person came up with the idea and the concept to say, like, I want to make a change in my community through something as simple as putting be kind up on your light pole when you drive by it. Right. But if you see it enough, does it actually like make a difference? So you know, with the breast cancer awareness exhibit or with any exhibit that we think about, you know, it's always about like the concept, the feeling, what do we want people to take away? And that's really what art is about, right? Is like, we want it to be approachable. Allison was like, it has to be like joyful, it has to be hopeful, you know? So then when people come in, they feel hopeful. And I think that's the job of any good artist or a creator or a designer is that they they lead with the feeling first hmm. yeah it doesn't always have to be joy because sometimes you need to feel something really ugly to understand it and go home and sit with it for a little bit and then you want to do something about it or tell your friends about it or donate money to a cause so mm-hmm. I think it's just it's and not all artists are are in that that kind of realm of trying mm-hmm. to raise awareness all the time but I think it's, I think it's an important thing to teach all ages about that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's one way that you can use art for good. Absolutely. Um, if you, you know, speaking to, to the parents out there, um, what would you recommend that parents do to foster art in their children's lives, whether that be art appreciation or, engaging in art in in a a physical way so actually making something um what do you feel like are some some really good tips for parents Hmm. uh, i think in this area honestly like we are so tremendously blessed to be so close to dc all the smithsonian museums to have baltimore right the visionary arts museum i mean all, all even all of the like smaller galleries in the area Anne Arundel County is like booming with arts, right? I think the best thing that you could do for kids is expose them because not all, not all parents are artists. Not all parents care about art and that's fine. But I think the exposure is what matters because then the kids can make their mind up about it. So honestly, if it's like, we're going to do a play date at a museum, we're going to do a play date at a gallery. Mm-hmm. You know, I think parents get really like in the age of like, you know, really set up play dates and Pinterest boards and gift bags and, you know, all that stuff. Parents get overwhelmed. Like, well, I got to come up with an activity. And it's like, no, people have already done the work, you know? Um, So just strap your kids, you know, strap your kids on your wrist. (laughs) Like throw your kids in the car, but no, like take them to a museum or take them, um, to somewhere that's going to like engage them in arts, like the um, Visionary Arts Museum in, oh, there's a quote over Sorry, here. Sorry, I'm dying. About to die. oh. <laughs> yeah, the Visionary Art Museum in Baltimore is amazing. If you haven't been there, that's a great place to start. It's fairly big, um, but I know in the summer they have some free nights when they have movies on the hill, they call it Flicks on the Hill. Uh-huh. They open up the museum for free, which is really cool. 
Um, but they're all, um, their thing is, is all about, um, they're all untrained artists or um, outsider artists is what they call it. Mm-hmm. And there's a new director there. So it might start to feel a little bit different, but I think she's still in the same kind of mindset of all that. So mm-hmm. um, that's a great place. And then locally, just in Annapolis, hey, Darren, the, uh, oh, you go. Oh, I see. Sorry. <laughs> like, don't die. That would be terrible. <laughs> um, locally in Annapolis, um, there's a few galleries that I think would be great to just stop by with your kids. I mean, Maryland Hall has been doing some really great exhibits. There's an awesome exhibit up right now that's all it's all Hispanic artists. Yeah, that's great. It's beautiful. It's really high level work. Um, we were really impressed the other day when we went there. And then um, Joe Fleming has a gallery on Maryland Avenue. It's just a small gallery, but the work is fantastic and it's always changing. So that's a neat place you can just stop in because there's all kinds of great shops around there too. You can check out. Mm-hmm. And um, um St. John's Gallery, Mitchell Gallery. Oh, Mitchell Gallery is great. They get yeah. really high level um, installations there too. Um, and that's a great place to take your kids during yeah. the day. They have, uh, are they called docents that are there mm-hmm. during the day docents, that yeah. can kind of tell you a little bit about like what the exhibit's about. And a lot of it's students that are there that have learned about the artist or the exhibit. And it's all kinds. It's current art. And then sometimes it's like etchings from oh, way back in the day. Yeah. So it's really cool you can probably like especially homeschool parents mm-hmm. you could you could design a lesson around it for arts appreciation or mm-hmm. also I think it's important to like let allow kids and teach them to recognize like in everyday life like you know your favorite book somebody drew that somebody drew those illustrations or like do you know who wrote this my mom used to always say we're big big book people in our family and my mom used to always say when you finish reading a book, tell your child who wrote the book. So say we're going to read, you know, uh, The Cat in a Hat by Dr. Seuss, right? Um, and then who's Dr. Seuss? Well, Dr. Seuss is the author. What's an author? And then it leads to bigger conversation because I think that kids, they, especially younger ones, like toddlers and, you know, kindergartners, they're not connecting that like a person created their favorite thing. You know, so like, I think too, also, you know what, you don't want to, some people are like, (laughs) I don't have time. I don't want to go to a museum, get Disney plus, get Disney plus (laughs) and (laughs) have your kids watch the making, like the Pixar behind the scenes. My, it blows, it blows our minds where they show how like, um, the movie that just came out soul. Mm-hmm. right that came out within the last year holy cow they showed how the characters were created right mm-hmm. how not just how they were created but how they were formed what was inspired by the shapes of certain characters where did they get their color story for frozen they actually went to scandinavia they went to iceland and they went all over scandinavia mm-hmm. to, to get bits like they traveled there to make sure the colors of the ice and the colors of the forest matched reality. And I think kids need to know that that's also like, that's art too, you know? Yeah. So whoever made your favorite movie too, that that that's an illustrator, that's an animator, mm-hmm. that's an artist, that's somebody who went to art school. Yeah. Um, and so you can, you know, connect there. 
that's that's an easy way or you could bring them to art farm yes <laughs> number perfect. one perfect segue but i wanted to say darren that that's something that maybe i hadn't thought of and it goes back to allison what you were saying about the power of process but darren what i'm hearing you say is pull back the veil on pull art back the a little veil. bit and dive into the process of creating art and what that looks like and how to expose yeah. kids more to the process so they can more fully appreciate um being consumers of art i think yeah. that's a really cool idea yeah and no and and it used to be that like oh you want to go to school for art you're never going to make a career you're never going to make money you're going to be a starving artist all the time right yeah and now we're living in a day and age where traditional artists who are, you know, supposed to be the starving artist, painter, or sculptor, you know, because of social media, because of access, they're making a career for themselves. But people are also seeing like, if I go to a museum, maybe I'm not an artist, but who picks this art that goes on the wall? And I think right. explaining that to kids, like that's a curator and you have to go through curatorial, curatorial studies <laughs> through art school. So it's like, there's so many paths to art that aren't um, scary or pretentious mm -hmm. or hard, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great advice. Um, okay, let's talk about Art Farm. Um, I wanna dive into what is Art Farm? What is your mission? But then what are what's the sort of depth and breadth of all the different mm -hmm. things that you guys do? Cause it's a lot. At an hour? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, Art Farm, it's always morphing, which is kind of cool and what I love about it. But um, our tagline is cultivating the arts, creating community. So everything we do, we're trying to like bring people in of all levels. You, you don't have to have ever considered yourself an artist to come in. That's kind of one of our favorite people. You know, we want to be like, let us introduce you to art and make it fun. Like, um, so we we are best known for our children's classes. So we do kids after school classes in semesters. Um, we have summer camps, tons of summer camps. We do lots of adult workshops and those are mostly in the evening or on the weekends. And they're usually one-off and there's a couple that we've now started to expand on because the adults are asking like, I wanna do more than just one class of batik or block printing. So we're starting to expand on those and talk about new ideas of maybe an art farm membership where you get to come in during certain times and, and work with different teachers that are available during the day. Um, we have an artist in residency program, which is fairly new this year, where artists um, that don't have a studio can come in and use our space during the day when we don't have classes going on. So you don't really get a, your own personal studio space, but you get your own table to work at and, um, and a storage area for your stuff. Um, we do events. We have uh, Darren's brother Malcolm runs What's Dope open mic night, which is predominantly hip-hop and spoken word and comedy now um, <laughs> performers. And it's gotten to be really, it's it's grown into something yeah. really cool. Very cool. Um, like a family. Yes, um, definitely. A family. They're, they're just all like so encouraging of each other and build each other up and critique each other. And it's beautiful. Um, he also does a, a showcase once a month. So uh, is it two or three artists get to yeah. be featured? And so they have like their own kind of time on the stage. Um, this weekend, we have an open mic poetry night for adults that's run by the Poet Laureate of Annapolis, Maggie Benshaw. And she's been doing some really cool stuff with us because she's, um, she's a teacher at Annapolis High School, uh, creative writing, I think. 
And she does a teen um, open mic poetry night too, which has become a really cool event too. Kids are amazing. Um, gosh, what else? We've, we do rentals. So you can rent our space for your own um, birthday party, creative event. Um, wedding reception. We we've, had a, we've had many wedding receptions. <laughs> we've had a wedding reception. We've had baby showers. Yeah. So it's, it's a really fluid space where, um, it, it looks like an art studio. There's paint on the floor. There's really cool art on the walls. Um, you see all our art supplies are out, but we've got this cool stage. We call it the red stage, big red <laughs> curtains. So there's just always something happening, which is really exciting. So um, I encourage everyone to check out our website, which is just artfirmannapolis.com. We keep that pretty up to date. Um, Instagram and Facebook, we keep that up to date too. So there's there's no excuse if you can't find us there. <laughs> um, yeah, and we're hoping um, in the new year to kind of relook at how we run the children's classes and make it more effective, not effective, what's the word? Um, uh, easier for parents to, oh, yeah. to bring their kids to Art Farm. So um, we're looking into possibly like a monthly membership option instead of our eight week semester. So we are just starting to talk about that. So that's something to keep an eye out for in the new year. And um, I think just us growing this and creative um, company and popping up more around town and hopefully out in DC, Baltimore and further if we can um, with really great art shows. So yeah. 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 So much to be excited about. Um, what else um, sort of things that people should should think about or sort of put on their radar for sort of new and exciting things that you guys are doing. You mentioned um, another partnership with Maryland Hall in January um, mm -hmm. with Ann Creative, um, so your parent company. Um, what what else should we put on put on our calendars? Oh my gosh. I think like the adult so work, much. we have a lot of really good adult yeah. workshops coming up that I, I just don't think is on people's radar. Um, yeah. We're not sure how to reach everybody. We're actually going to meet with some marketing gurus soon to be like, how do we squawk? This is great. So we're squawking <laughs> right now, but um, there's block printing on, on paper. So you make your own wrapping paper, mm -hmm. um, wood burning, um, life drawing. Like, yeah, we do a monthly sketch night. So that's really fun. Um, so I think like just seeing all the cool classes coming up, the kids class, um, that fall semester, we're about halfway through it. So the next kids, kids classes will be offered in, um, January. Mm -hmm. gotcha. Um, so we're right in the middle of that. There could always be some pop-up stuff, you mm -hmm. never know. So keep an eye out. I think the adult workshops, the adult workshops are my favorite because adults come in and they're like I don't know what I'm doing I'm I've never and it's just so cool to see anywhere from like four to 10 12 adults sitting down and at the end of the class whether it's an hour or three hours or four, mm -hmm. four yeah, longer format they are like now a crew and they're encouraging each other like oh my god no it's beautiful don't say that about yourself oh are we all gonna come back you know like the um, they want to hang out with each they other they want to <laughs> hang out you know like the, the ukrainian eggs that would that's always cool because that's four hours and you're with these people for four hours and they're like do you guys want to take this class together again you know and and that's oh. cool to see adults and they know each other's kids by now like yeah they're, they're like they're, they're sharing pictures like, oh, we're just same school we should hang out yeah <laughs> it's it that's it that's really cool and it's like it's also like reawakening the child mm -hmm. and adults which I think is my personal favorite part of yeah. being a part of art farm is like 
watching adults every now and then Allison and I, um, we have like team building groups come in. Uh-huh. So businesses will hire us for team building and we love giving them like, sometimes we do like a little bit more serious, like teaching them like watercolor, but they're making something cool from it. And, um, but sometimes we have them do kind of like really creative, but silly activities. And yeah. it's amazing to see like corporate, you know, I mean, like very important people in like suits and drinking their coffee, just giggling and like sharing their art. And yeah, it's yeah, awesome to break awesome. through that tough skin. Yeah. I think um, to piggyback on that, my favorite thing that I've kind of been working on really hard and it's a slow roll that it's it's really starting to pick up now that we're kind of out of the grips of covid is the teen um oh, yeah. the teen offering so um growing up there was I grew up in a small town in Pennsylvania and there wasn't a lot of options for like I didn't know what graphic design was um I had a photography teacher in high school but he took all the senior portraits you know it was very mm-hmm. pretty black and white there wasn't there wasn't I didn't know a thing I just wanted to work for National Geographic like everyone else did. (laughs) And and so a big part of like what um, my mission is, is to give teens like college level education in the arts so that then they can know, is this something I want to go pursue? Mm -hmm. Or, hey, you really already are good. You know, you already see color well, or you're great with a camera. Um, Like we have graphic design classes. Um, I do a program called Fearless Girls Photography, which Mm is um, a summer camp for ages 10 to 16, where they learn everything about the DSLR camera. And we go all around the town and take pictures and do stories. And and then we do meetups throughout the year once they're part of the crew. Um, That kind of stuff really makes me happy. Like Mm. to see teens have an outlet and to be told they're good at something. I can't tell you how many of my I think I'm in, uh, this was my 10th year of doing the camp. And there's a few girls that are now making money as a photographer that worked. Um, this one girl, she was, I think, 10 when she started with me. And now she's a sophomore in college and she's making a career with using photography. So that's okay. it's really, really cool like <laughs> yeah. to see that happen. And that's, that's kind of like, um, my biggest goal, we've also started open studio for teens. Cause a lot of teens don't want to sit in a class. They want to just work on their own stuff around kids that are like-minded. Mm-hmm. And, um, so we get a lot of kids that maybe aren't in the PVA where they get art all the time. They're they're They want to kind of get together. So we've got right now, I think there's five kids now that meet every Friday night from six to eight and they, they work on whatever they want. And, our mentor for that class, Maddie, she's a MICA student. So she'll encourage them to try different things or pull out the different supplies and say, Hey, do you guys want to work on this with me today? Or they'll be like, no, nah, I just want to work on my, you know, tablet <laughs> and draw with procreate, whatever. So it's a really cool, safe, like calm environment for them to create mm-hmm. maybe away from their little brothers and sisters <laughs> or the chaos of like the house at night. So, yeah. and so that those kind of things, I think, are what we were really good at and are going to grow in the next year too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It sounds like there's this huge undercurrent of community and the power of community, whether it be adults forming relationships over the course of a four hour <laughs> class or teens finding a safe space and a chance to work with like-minded people. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it sounds like it's, it's a really cool sort of magical space that, that um, brings people in. 
Um, well, I just wanted to say thank you so much uh, to both of you, to Allison Harbaugh and Darren Gilliam of Art Farm. Thank you for joining me today and answering all of our questions about the power of art and education uh, and an art farm. Thank you also to all of our viewers and listeners. Make sure that you visit ChesapeakeFamily.com for up-to-date local information on home, health, and living for today's Maryland parent. This episode will be archived on ChesapeakeFamily.com in both video and podcast format. I'm Janet Jefferson with Chesapeake Family Life and Third Floor Views. Thanks so much. <laughs> Thank you.